Sometimes church services can seem a little formulaic. The order we sing and pray and listen to the sermon is pretty much the same every Sunday. What if Jesus was the pastor at your church? I think more and more people would come to hear him preach, don't you? You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 203. Today's topic is, What if Jesus preached at your church? You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm so grateful you've tuned in to listen today. Several Sundays ago, an interesting idea came to me on the way to church. What if Jesus was the preacher that morning? I started to think about what might be different. Would I listen more earnestly to the sermon? Would I be more inspired? Would I see myself in a new light and have a deeper sense of purpose? Would I be afraid he would read my mind and see all the things I worry about or the problems I haven't solved? Would he heal me? How would I respond? How would it change my life? I decided to listen to the sermon that morning and engage with the ideas the way I would if Jesus was the one preaching. There was nothing different about the way the church service was conducted, but there was a big difference in me. During the sermon that morning, as Bible verses were read and then expounded upon, I heard everything in a completely new light. There were not really any new ideas in the sermon, and it was a good sermon, by the way, but I was experiencing it on a whole new level. Sometimes church services can seem a little formulaic. The order we sing and pray and listen to the sermon is pretty much the same every Sunday. That Sunday, the sermon had so much more authority for me. There was so much more spiritual depth. And as I said, on the surface, nothing was different. But the message that morning was alive for me in a way I had never experienced before because I felt Christ was speaking directly to me. After the service, I got to thinking, if Jesus was literally the full-time pastor of my church and I felt so much inspiration, would I invite someone to come with me next week? Absolutely. Well then, why would I be hesitant to invite someone to come to my church with the pastor we have? Well, I haven't invited anyone to come yet, but I'm really thinking about who I could invite. What if Jesus was the pastor at your church? I think more and more people would come to hear him preach, don't you? 
Just think about when Jesus was preaching 2,000 years ago in a very small region of the Roman Empire. People started to come and listen. A lot of people followed him around to hear more of what he had to say. Why? Well, there were lots of reasons. These aren't in any particular order of importance, but Jesus was a good speaker. He told good stories or parables. And he spoke with authority like he knew what he was talking about. He gave new meaning to the scriptures. His message was powerful and had the ring of truth. Because he lived the ideas he taught, he practiced what he preached. And I think people felt uplifted and valued, and especially loved by Jesus. Some people were just curious. And people that were there told others about Jesus and invited them to come see for themselves. People were healed, and others came hoping they would be healed. And they often liked what they heard and came to hear him again and brought their friends. What if these were the reasons we were coming to church? So, I've been thinking about my motives for going to church. Do I go just because I'm supposed to? Or am I going? to hear Christ, the Word of God, preach to me about the kingdom of heaven. A lot of Christians refer to the Bible as the Word of God, and I often think of the Bible in this light, but actually the Word, or Logos, which is the Greek word used in chapter 1 of John, doesn't refer to the Bible, but to Christ himself. Christ is the Word of God. Jesus was the embodiment of God's Word, and he made it clear that he only said what God told him to. You could say he was God's spokesperson. I quote these two Bible verses a lot on the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is John twelve forty nine and 50. Jesus said, For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life, so whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. There's another verse that sheds a little more light on Jesus' approach to the words that came out of his mouth. When Jewish leaders were amazed that he was so well acquainted with the scriptures and deep theological ideas without having any formal religious training, Jesus replied, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. That's John 7, 16. The words Jesus spoke were not his words, but God's words. Jesus literally fulfills that definition of the Christ as the word of God. Everything Jesus said was God's words or message to humanity. Everything Jesus preached then was actually him just repeating what God told him to say. The Greek word for preach, keruso, is really interesting. It's used to mean to proclaim after the manner of a herald, always with the suggestion of formality, gravity, and an authority which must be listened to and obeyed. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? If a herald was sent by the king to proclaim a new law or something that had to be done, a message, whatever the message was, the herald came with the same authority as if the king had delivered the message. A herald 
was not to relay his own ideas, just the official message from the king. Jesus was proclaiming, as a herald would, what God told him to say. The message was directly from God, repeated by Jesus, to the people. No wonder people went to hear Jesus preach. They were getting unedited messages from God without any added human opinions or explanation. They were getting the unvarnished truth and the undiluted words of God. That sounds pretty refreshing, doesn't it? To the degree that sermons today follow Jesus' example and proclaim with the urgency and authority of a God-appointed herald what God is saying, our churches will be built on the rock of Christ instead of on the sands of human doctrines and opinions. One of the key focal points of Jesus' ministry was to communicate loud and clear to those who had ears to hear and eyes to see that he was the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. He did this more by actions than by his words. But everyone didn't really figure this out. Sometimes they even blamed him for not making it clear. This is in John 10, 24 and 25. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? Like it was Jesus' fault. If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I have already told you and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. What is Jesus talking about here? Well, it was prophesied in the Old Testament that the Messiah would heal the sick and open the blind eyes, which Jesus was doing. This is in Isaiah 42, 1 and 7. This is God talking. Look at my servant, whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in dark dungeons. And Isaiah 61, 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Just think of how Jesus described the woman bent over for eighteen years as being bound by Satan. He certainly got her out of that prison when he healed her. If the folks who were questioning Jesus had really been following what Jesus was doing, they would have realized he was fulfilling those prophecies and was indeed the Messiah. The more I study how Jesus preached, it's clear to me that one of the things that made this preaching successful was that Jesus knew he was the Christ. This was his divine nature and authority given to him by God. People felt that authority and responded to it. One Sunday years ago, I asked my high school Sunday school class, why didn't Jesus come out and just tell those people he was the Messiah? Well, after a thoughtful silence, one of the students said simply, he wanted them to figure it out for themselves. I was so impressed with that answer, and that's really true. Now, there were times when Jesus did come right out and say he was the Messiah. 
when he was talking to the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well and saw her receptivity, he told her plainly who he was. I think it's interesting, this woman didn't flinch. She didn't doubt. She didn't pepper him with questions as to how or why. She just accepted it and believed it right on the spot. Now, this may be stretching a bit, but you could say Jesus was preaching a little individual sermon to her. He was ministering to her. He was certainly proclaiming God's message to her. And then what did she do? Just what you would do if Jesus was preaching at your church, she ran to tell everyone she could about Jesus. And what was the result? They believed her and naturally wanted to hear him for themselves. And they went to find him. Do you see a pattern here? This is John four forty through 42 So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. If Jesus was the pastor at your church, this probably would happen over and over again. Recognizing that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is a crucial part of a successful sermon. Now, I don't mean just saying those words and expecting or demanding that someone believe them. The actual words may not be spoken. It's the spirit of understanding that Jesus is the Messiah, which gives a sermon its real power and baptizes us into a more spiritual approach to life in what we say, think, and do. When a pastor of a church, along with the membership, is clear who Jesus is as the Son of God, not in a dogmatic, doctrinal way, but in the spirit of this great truth being a revelation from God, you and visitors to your church will experience Christ, the Word of God, preaching directly to your hearts. This is what made Peter such a powerful preacher. When he preached on the day of Pentecost to a large multitude of Jewish pilgrims in Jerusalem, after quoting various scriptures and messianic prophecies and how Jesus fulfilled them, he concluded his remarks by saying, this is Acts 2.36, Therefore let all Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. These Jewish listeners knew the scriptures quoted and accepted the truth Peter proclaimed. As a result, about 3,000 people accepted Jesus as the Messiah and became part of a growing number of others who believed. Here again, it was the awareness that Jesus is the Messiah that was the important part of Peter's message. Paul often preached in the same way. Once, when he was in Antioch, Paul was in the synagogue on the Sabbath. After the scripture reading, an open invitation to share brought Paul to his feet. You can read his whole sermon in Acts 13, 14-41. In his remarks, Paul refers to Jesus as the Messiah and that God raised him from the dead, quoting the correlating prophecies. Now, if you had been listening to Paul in that synagogue, how would you have responded? 
It might have been a shock to hear that the Messiah had come. The Jews definitely wanted the Messiah to come. They were full of hope and expectation. But to hear that the Messiah had come in such an unexpected way was a lot to take in. How did they respond? Well, in Acts 13, 42 and 44, as Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. And the following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. Why? Because the folks there told their friends. They didn't go to hear Paul. They went to hear about Jesus being the Messiah. That was the attraction. It was thrilling to see how the scriptures had been fulfilled. Now, not everyone who heard Paul preach accepted what he said. Some did not believe Jesus was the Messiah, and they stirred up some opposition. That was a pattern that often repeated itself when Paul preached about Jesus. Now, that's a completely different story, but don't be surprised when you and your church declare boldly that Jesus is the Son of God, the Christ, that there may be those opposed to this message in one way or another. I'll say this again. To the degree that your pastor, you, and your fellow church members think, act, and speak with the awareness that Jesus is the Messiah, whether those specific words are spoken or not, visitors to your church will feel the Christ speaking to them just as if Jesus himself were preaching the sermon. When you go to church this Sunday, I encourage you to give this a try. Imagine Jesus is preaching the sermon at church. How would you listen? How would you respond? What would be different? Would you invite someone to come with you the next week? During the service, listen to your pastor's sermon the same way you'd listen to Jesus. I did this again this past Sunday, and once again the sermon was alive with inspiration. It's not about how big or small your church is. It's not about what your church building looks like. It's about hearing the voice of Christ. If you are hearing the Christ speak directly to you, it's more likely that a visitor will too. Let's think about this for just a moment. Christ is preaching directly to you and everyone in your church. Now think of Christ as the preacher in every church, preaching directly to every heart present. One of my favorite verses that describes Jesus' modus operandi is Matthew 9, 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, Jesus, as a man, as a traveling preacher, is not going from town to town preaching and healing the way he did 2,000 years ago, but the Spirit of Christ is. Christ goes into every town and village, every church, every heart, every nook and cranny of the universe, preaching his message of salvation and healing and proclaiming that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This Sunday, Christ will be preaching at your church. Blessed are your ears, for they will hear the word of God.
Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that you'll share it with a friend. If you have any comments or questions, I would love to hear from you. Just go to my website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Contact tab in the menu bar, and I'll be in touch. One of my goals with the Bible Speaks to You podcast is to encourage you to think and act more like Jesus. When you subscribe to the podcast on my website, I'll send you a prayer guide called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and you're all set. And if you're already subscribed to my email notification list and don't have a copy of this prayer guide, just let me know and I'll send you a copy. I am so grateful to have you as a listener and I appreciate all the ways you've been supportive. If you listen to very many podcasts these days, you may have noticed that a lot of them have ads, sometimes right in the middle of the show. It's a way for the podcaster to make a little money and cover some of the expenses of production. And it may work for them, but I really don't want to do that on The Bible Speaks to You. That's one reason I am so grateful for everyone who has made a donation to this podcast to help cover the expenses. It allows me to keep the show ad-free. And if you'd like to contribute, I would be deeply grateful. At the bottom of my website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, way down in the footer, there's a PayPal donate button. And in the description on your podcast app, there's a link that says support the show, which also takes you to PayPal. You can either make a one-time gift or set up a monthly plan of just a few bucks. If this is something you'd like to do, I would really appreciate it. And if you're already contributing to the show, I am so grateful. It does help cover the cost of production and helps when I need to upgrade my recording equipment. Well, that's it for this week. I want to thank you again for being here and listening and for all the ways you've been supportive. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care. And we'll see you next time. God bless.